What's happening, everybody? Welcome back to answering questions from Reddit with yours truly, Mental Health Casual or Lucky, whatever you prefer to call me. And uh, I, you know, I saw a couple. Dude, there are so many subreddits for mental health. I uh, saw so for people that don't know, I go on to this as a, a website called 18percent.org, and it's got a sh- like. I don't. I jeez, dude. There's so many subreddits here that I, I didn't even realize. I only went to like the first quarter of it, and I was just like, oh my god, there's so many. You know, there's, there's you know, there's a few subreddits, but all of a sudden I'm going down. And it's like, holy shit, dude. There's a lot of subreddits on here. So uh, let's get straight into it. I saw a very interesting one here called uh, Atheist Twelve Steppers. And for people that don't know, the twelve step program is heavily based in religion. Like that's kind of where it stemmed from. Um, but I would assume. They're probably saying um, this is probably for more of those people that lean in the atheistic category. Uh, and somebody had a very interesting post on here from about a month ago. But uh, why do so many AA members or Alcoholics Anonymous members lean on God? So sick of every meeting sounding like a sermon and endless mentions of how that uh, how that oh how that God did all the work within him. These AAs would be dead or without him. These AAs would be dead. Ugh! I want solid help and people to take this journey with me. While not preaching, um, yeah, that uh, that can be very problematic. I I've never actually been through the AA process. If I'm being real with you, I just kind of became sober because, uh, you know, it I kind of need, needed to. Um, but yeah, that this is a good point, right? For people that maybe are not, um, for people that you know maybe maybe even are agnostic, right? Um, but I think it has so many roots in religion that sometimes it can be confused for the, you can, can kind of confuse it for the two. Um, but in, in regards to the actual post questions, right? Why do so many AA members lean on God? I think people, when they get to the end of their ropes, like, right, you, you start to start, you start to like try and reach out past the reality that you've been given. And so in a lot of cases that ends up being God, um, in some cases, you know, in a lot of cases just ends up being a spiritual, you know, you end up kind of figuring out that there is more to this world than just you. And, you know, I've said this many times, right, on spirituality is that I think that's what really spirituality is, is figuring out the relationship to yourself, to the universe is really what it is. And if that's, you know, if that's God for some, if that's, you know, um, I don't really know too many other, <laughs> I don't really know too many other uh, religions. I know uh, that don't use God, um, you know, if that's, uh you know, the Hindi gods, you know, whatever, then, you know, that, that it is what it is. Right. But, um, I think, uh, I think that's why people end up going towards the more, um, the more theistic route just because it's, it offers this person that are this deity, right. That is there for you whenever you need them. Whereas people are very fickle in life. And so I think people, you know, to a certain extent are just kind of, they kind of get tired. And so in order to have faith in humanity, they need faith in God in order to find those things. And in order to have faith in themselves, sometimes they just need faith in something higher than themselves. So, you know, because people, like I said, people can be very fickle, right? So they can either believe, they can say they believe in you one day and then the next day they could just say, hey, you freaking suck. Like, what are you even trying to do? So I think having that, that God that is objective helps them. But if you are atheistic and you don't, um, you don't want that kind of stuff, then obviously um, don't think that you have to really don't think that it's a necessity to believe in a God or believe in some type of deity to get to uh, sobriety, right? Then it would just be a cult, you know, at that point. 
right? Um, even though it's, you know, even though it's, it's helping you and everything or like that, right. Cause cults usually don't help the people that they're in. It's usually just helping one person, but, um, you know, giving, giving you this false sense of, oh, you have to believe in this in order to achieve some higher calling, which would be sobriety. Then, yeah, I just, um, I, I just don't see that being a very, uh, I, I don't see that being a very um, a very good thing to do. So um, uh, let me see. Oh, you know, there's, an, there's another short one from about a month ago, too. Recovering with religious trauma. Has anyone else struggled with religious trauma? I've currently, I'm currently trying to recover while also trying to cope with religious trauma from childhood. I've tried getting into therapy to deal with it, but I've been unable to get an appointment. I can barely get anyone to call me to even call me back. I've been going to meetings for a couple of days now, and every time I hear a reference to God, I cringe, and it really turns me off from these meetings. Part of why I started using was that I couldn't cope with my relationship and experiences with God and religion in the first place. I know some people use God as just another word for any higher power, but even the word is triggering. Has anyone gone through this? Uh, do you have any advice? Um, so yeah, this can be. This kind of goes back to the last thing. You know, I had a, a girl on who ended up on uh, my podcast, who ended up. Uh, you know, due to, you know, a, a very religious state, right? A very conservative state. It ended up, uh, you know, there were no child services there and she ended up getting sent to a boarding school, um, which is very strict and all that kind of stuff. And it can be very, very tough. Right. Um, and obviously, you know, if coming from a religious person, right. I know that all religion is not bad, but it can, it has the, it has the potential to become one of the most dangerous things that you can, that you can have, right? If God tells you that it's okay to do certain things, it can, it can go bad very quickly. Um, so that's where common sense, that's why I think science and religion, even though sometimes they don't go exactly together, they actually form this really good relationship of checks and balances, right? In the world. And I think that's where you need to kind of bring common sense in there. But yeah, that's, that's definitely a really rough route. I really wish that um, cause I've heard, like I said, I've heard of AA programs, you know, being steeped in or you know, stemming out from religion. I just didn't really know exactly, you know, what, uh, I didn't know how steeped in religion they were. Right. I just assumed that, Hey, it's like, uh, I guess it would be like, um, you know, people talk about the golden rule all the right time, right. Do unto others that you would have done to you, that kind of thing. Um, you know, you can say that in a non-religious way and people would be like, Hey, you know, I mean, there's also what, like, go around, what goes around comes around, you know, that kind of thing with karma. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's, I, I think that's really alarming to me that you would use a uh, very specific language that can be, uh, I don't want to say, I, I don't like to use the word inclusive and non-inclusive, but, you know, that can be seen as different things, right? Because I, I, I worry about that. Like, even in my podcast, right? Like, whenever I have somebody that's not particularly religious or anything like that, then I don't really go there with them, right? I don't go there with them. Whereas when I had Alexander Shion, right, this guy who's really big in the Christian world, you know, then obviously, you know, I'm going to talk about God, you know, because I have some questions about him. Uh, I have some questions about God, uh, you know, for a guy that is is into is in that particular field. So it's going to happen. Or if I find out some, that somebody's religious, then of course I want to ask them how that's, uh, how that helps them in their journey because I want to know exactly how it is. But you can't, just bringing this up with people, I think, can be very problematic, you know. Uh, but, you know, I, I also hear about a lot of people. I've also seen people that were terrible addicts go to church and then they just change their lives. But, you know, then I guess they they kind of change their addiction to God, 
which is not a bad, it's not the worst addiction in the world, right? It's not um, a bad addiction to have at that point. So, you know, I think it's kind of like picking, picking your poison in some cases. So yeah, let's go over to um, this one. I thought was interesting. This is a subreddit for anger. Um, let's see. Uh, okay. Well, this one uh, help with anger. Okay. Uh, I get angry by everything or I get, I guess they meant I get angry about everything. It could be a thought. It could be a thought in my head that sets me off or just something not loading on my phone. When I get angry, however, I tend to just smash the closest thing near me into my head several times. Ooh, sort of like a reflex, but I don't smash something against my head. It's me pulling out my hair. It's kind of like I'm in third person, just watching myself do this stuff. That's actually a really cool thought. I'm going to come back to that. Also, when I get angry, not cool thought is in like, oh, wow, that's that's awesome. Just keep doing that. But like, it's an interesting observation. Also, when I get angry, people tend to laugh at me, which doesn't help at all. They either just say it's funny or call me loopy. I get the feeling I'll just try to hurt someone someday. I honestly don't know what to do anymore about it. If there's any advice on here um, at all, please tell me. Thank you for any replies. Uh, so there are no comments yet because this is like literally 15 minutes ago. But yeah, so let me go back to that. Um, let, let me go back to that sentence. So it's kind of like I'm in third person just watching myself do this stuff. I felt the same thing when I used to punch walls, right? So I used to when when my uh, you know my mom, my father, my father said something to my mom like one time about me going to um, community college instead of uh, uh, the university in town, and it really it like set me off at that point. But I didn't want to hurt anybody, so I ended up punching walls. And the thing about anger, though, if you're always angry, it starts to hmm, like if you want to think about it like currency, right? It kind of inflates the currency. It inflates what you um, it kind of inflates like what's what's happening. Right. So if people see you angry all the time, then you're going to start being seen as like Bill Burr or somebody like that. Or, you know, people will just avoid you altogether because they know, you know, they, they, they kind of know that you get really angry at things. Right. So it you know, anger is something that really hurts us in the end or hurts the user of the anger, right? In the end, that's really um, what it comes down to. And when, you know, they had mentioned kind of seeing yourself in third person, I've definitely done that a couple of times. Not exactly like, I don't think they mean like literally they have an out of body experience seeing themselves do this, but it's kind of like you, you blank out for a second in turn and you just, you, you're going on instinct at that point. So you're just like, you know, you just see the wall and you just, you, you have this immediate, response to just go punch it and hit in this person's case they have this immediate um uh they have the immediate uh what is it uh oh they have the immediate like response to like smash something and get their head against their head several times right and so yeah i mean it, it definitely can feel like it's a third person because you don't even feel like you're in control i think that's like the main thing right here and so yeah i think i mean obviously you have to do something about it i would just say you know maybe you know maybe try and get a punching bag something like that even then like it, you know if you don't have anywhere to hang it there's also these things called the wave masters where you know you put like sand and water and shit in the the base of it and then there's uh you know there's the top of it where you can where you can punch and stuff uh, just to kind of get some of that energy out i feel like you might have a little too much like energy that's not being used in some cases like even with me right even though i worked out like four or four or five times a week I still didn't get all that energy out because I was just like bodybuilding and stuff or I was just weightlifting. I never got that like that cardio energy out. So, you know, just getting some of that energy out would probably help you. I, you know, I, I have to say jujitsu is such a good way to go. 
Uh, maybe not with the pandemic going, going on. I mean, it's starting to come towards the end of it, but still, um, you know, so, something that can kind of get that um, get that anger out of you. But also where, you know, there, there are legit people in there that could hurt you back. Like, that's the thing is once you get into a, a situation where somebody's like as capable or like way more capable, I've definitely met a lot of people that were way more capable of hurting me than me hurting them. Uh, then, yeah, you start to really get into... Um, you really start to get into that respect factor. Like now I don't really feel like starting shit with anybody. Cause now I just know like, you know, this, who knows who the fuck this guy is? Like, what, what does he know? Like, does he know jujitsu? Does he know all this kind of stuff? And it really makes you appreciate other people's skills. And it really makes you remember that, um, it really makes you remember that, you know, people deserve some, like a certain amount of respect, no matter who they are. And so, um, getting humbled will definitely, I think, help with the anger. I know it doesn't sound like it would, but being once I got humbled, I was just like, wow, this is this is an interesting feeling because when you're just sitting there angry at something and you never do anything about it, then you start to have all these delusions in your head that, oh, I could just beat up anybody. Oh, you know, if that, that person getting me angry right now, I could fucking beat his ass, you know? So you, you start to get these like delusions and stuff. So getting yourself beat a little bit is actually not too, not too bad of an idea, you know? Or, you know, at least getting some of that energy out if, if you can't obviously jujitsu and martial arts is just expensive as it is so you know do whatever um works for you but um yeah obviously th therapy would definitely be great um it, it definitely helps you to get to the the root of what's causing this i think that's really what you need to figure out so you know good luck with that man uh really pissed off at the moment everything is annoying me i'm skipping school don't even want to see my friends my anxiety meds aren't doing shit why am i regressing um Okay, sorry. I I read a comment and I was like, I don't think that's uh, uh, I don't think that's uh, gonna help. Let me read this comment because I think it's a, a better one. Uh, I'm, hi, I'm going through this exactly. Anxiety meds aren't working, and I can't bring myself to do any work. One thing that helps me momentarily is clenching my fists and softly banging, uh, softly banging against my sternum. It's a very powerful bone, and though I don't practice yoga regularly, it is this is one of the practices that actually uh, immediately helps if you want me we can maybe exchange coping mechanisms i don't know i'm here if you want um so yeah that's a good one um i would just say breathing in general would be good for you even if you just like i, I always tell people right if you can just take 15 seconds out of your day to just like deep breathe i you'd notice an immediate difference right and i've done this on the, on here before where you just you know you just take that deep breath in Right. And then all of a sudden your whole demeanor changes. Like uh, there's a lot, a lot of things that come with that, that deep breathing that really helps, uh, that can really help a lot of people. And so um, I'm not saying you have to sit like a fucking stoic for, you know, 30 minutes and uh, you know, sit under a waterfall, like a freaking monk or something like that. I'm just saying just a little bit of breathing. You know, I had somebody, I, I, I had somebody on my podcast, which won't be coming out for a while now, actually probably not until July. Um, but he was talking about how on average, like, I think he's uh, like a high percentage of people in the world, or at least in the U S um, they only get, they only get, uh, about 75 to 80% of the actual oxygen that they, that they need. And so that's why we're in this fight or flight all the time. Right. Where it's just like, Oh my God, I got to do this. Oh my God, I got to do that. Right. And it's, Dude, it's it's tough, man. It's it, it can be really tough if you're 
um, if you're not getting oxygen, right? Because that's really what uh, once you start doing the shallow breathing, right? The, that's when the 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 fight or flight starts kicking in, and that's when you start going after things. So um, let me uh, let me see. I, I got a couple of these. Um, let me see. Is this one very long? Uh, nah, this one's kind of long. Let me let me go to the next one just because I I have a lot of these to get through. Uh, agoraphobics unite or go agoraphobes. Um, so for people that uh, don't know, usually uh, let me let me read you the textbook definition just because I'm not. Uh, Um, I think it's like a fear of crowds, basically. Um, uh, it's a type of anxiety disorder in which you fear and avoid places or situations that might cause you to panic and make you feel trapped, helpless, or embarrassed. Yeah, typically that's that's uh, that's crowds and stuff. But um, it, it, it that's like a, a very extreme form of social anxiety, right? But it can't. I mean, you can translate into it, right? You can totally translate into it. Um, interesting. Um, I, I guess this is mostly for like encouragement and stuff, but yeah, I definitely want to read the, the, uh, the, the things. Cause you know, we have to really, th this post is actually, I'm going to talk about the, the topic itself, but I think this is a very important thing in mental health in general, a small victory today. So today I had an interview and through all the days leading up to it, I was feeling a lot of anxiety, especially this morning to the point where I almost felt like canceling it, but I was able to force myself to go. And I feel like I did pretty good on the interview and I'm going back next week for a follow-up. I hope the rest of you are doing well, and I hope you're able to achieve small victories, steps to conquer your fears as well. Yeah, good job on that. And also, I think this is like small victories is the key to a lot of this stuff because sometimes we we don't we don't think about things, and it's just like, oh my god, I, you know, I, I I'm just, I, you know, I, I'm just, um, you know, I'm just thinking to myself like, oh my god, I, I gotta, I gotta get this monumental thing done and then what happens when you don't get it done and then all of a sudden it's like oh i'm a loser even though you did like three or four things that were leading up to that right so you know don't you you can't really um you can't really compare those two you know you just really can't compare you really have to check off those little milestones um also i i realized you know going back to the anger subreddit i completely forgot there was a, a part of this um there was a what was i what was i re reading um go back to oh really pissed off at the moment uh yeah so the anxiety meds aren't doing shit why am i regressing so um i forgot to mention the anxiety meds part i i don't know what they're on a lot of times i hear we had mentioned this last time right the zoloft is one of those that's an anti it works as an antidepressant but also works for things like panic attacks social anxiety in particular and i feel like i don't know how the problem is i don't know how long they've been taking these um because there is a regressing process that happens uh, that can happen afterwards right where you feel like you're regressing and i, I feel like this is this was kind of what, what happened with me this is more of an anecdotal point of this but when i didn't start to see immediate results that's when i started regressing um, when I was taking Zoloft and all that stuff. Right. So because I was expecting all this to happen, I was expecting like fucking magic to happen, man. I was expecting, you know, freaking rainbows and sunshine right after the first pill. But when I didn't, 
and when I started still feeling terrible, I started to, I started to spiral. And because I started to spiral, I started getting worse and worse and worse. And I started asking myself the same thing. Why am I regressing? I'm taking the meds just as prescribed. But like I said, man, like it's, it's usually, it usually ends up being Jesus Christ, all these freaking. Um, it ends up being this, uh, sorry, I'm getting a bunch of updates and they're blasting my headphones. I don't know why, but anyway, uh, you end up thinking about all this stuff, but it, a lot of times it takes months, man. Some, sometimes it can take months, like a, two to, I'd say maybe two months tops is what I've heard, but I, I have heard of longer a little bit, you know, it, it just depends on, I don't know what it actually depends on. I, I would imagine it would depend on certain things like, uh, metabolism all that kind of shit but i'm not completely sure you know I, you'd have to ask a psychiatrist about that um so now i'm gonna go check out the forever alone subreddit um there is a there's an interesting oh god hold on there's an interesting post on here that i thought i would because i've 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 had a hypothesis about this for a while but let me let you guys uh i'll, I'll read this first um honestly i enjoy pitying myself and then they go on. Well, I don't really enjoy it. It doesn't make me feel good, but it does. But it's something. It's at least if I'm. It's like at least if I'm miserable, I like for people to know I'm miserable. Other people knowing my pain feels better than nothing. I take every opportunity to get. Uh, I get to clear to tear myself down, make some remark about how I'm a piece of shit. I deserve nothing, and I'm un, I'm unlovable trash, etc. I don't really expect people to come for me. In fact, I don't want them to come for me. Nothing. Nothing's going to change. No one's going to like me. No one's going to help me and they can't even if they wanted to. I just like it when people know I'm suffering for some reason. It's only it's the only thing I have. I'm not really proud of it, but that's the truth. Um, yeah, this is an interesting one. Let me just read. There's one comment down here. Um, I get that feeling, too. Like people in the world put me in this box and now it's bad that I got adjusted to it or even uncomfortable or even comfortable. We're damned if we do. We're damned if we don't. So this is actually something that is very it's very it's very close to home for me. Right. Because I'm a mental health advocate but i'm also a mental health youtuber and a mental health podcaster and so it's hard for me uh it's hard for me to get into the zone of these things if i'm not suffering in some way right especially if i'm doing music if i'm not if i'm doing um poetry if i'm doing rap you know sometimes i need to get myself into that headspace but sometimes when you get into that headspace man it just it wrecks you man and then it, you end up associating with it you start making it a part of yourself, a part of your identity, which is why I think I really like um, actors, right? The, not not exactly. I, I, of course, I appreciate the method acting, right, from like Shia LaBeouf and Daniel Day-Lewis and all them. But I also th I also appreciate those actors that can just turn it on and turn it off, man. Like that that is a gift right there to be able to turn off this crazy character that you have, right? I think Willem Dafoe kind of said it. Um, he was in an interview and he, they were asking him, like, how do you... How do you get into character? How did you get into character for Green Goblin? You know, how did you get into character for this and that? And he's just like, you know, I'm not a really big method actor, man. I, I kind of leave that, leave it. He, you know, he says he leaves it on the set. You know, I was like, man, that's that's a really cool thing, man. I, I really appreciate um, that level of skill, man. And uh, yeah, you know, great. Willem Dafoe is a fucking great actor, man. He's the man. Uh, let's check out this one. It says an observation is the title of it. In my incessant boredom, I've been browsing TikTok recently until today when I deleted it. Every time I refreshed the page, I was greeting—I was greeted with a video of a different young woman making some sort of reference to their sexual experiences and her astro uh, astronomical body counts. 
<laughs> oh man, is that what TikTok is nowadays? Frequently, I would see girls as young as 17 boasting of double digit body counts. Uh, for people that don't know, body counts is how many people you've slept with. And even some bragging about cheating on their partners. The worst thing was that the majority of comments were similar age girls praising this unfaithful as girl unfaithfulness as girl power and queen behavior. Uh, furthermore, an attractive male user has made an account helping other guys by messaging their girlfriends, wives on Instagram and testing loyalty with the overwhelming majority being willing to cheat. Now, I'm in no way saying this is all girls, hopefully just a small demographic of TikTok users, but it is very de demoralizing as a young female, uh, young F.A. male to. I don't know what F.A. stands for, but uh, I'm assuming they meant female i guess uh, let me uh, to see the willingness to cheat being praised by the new generation i have since deleted tiktok as to not um be surrounded by this negativity any further uh real quick i'm just gonna look up uh fa huh no 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 Uh, yeah, they spelled like they spelled it like F A for some reason. Um, I have no idea what the heck that means. Uh, nope. Well, whatever. Anyway, I'm just gonna go back to it. Uh, I'm gonna assume that it just means male i guess but um yeah to see the willingness of cheat yeah well so i've always been kind of right i i get that there are people out there that are just more prom, prom, uh, promiscuous than others and i you know that's something that we have to um definitely accept but at the same time i don't think that the majority that's where that's the problem where we have to kind of think about i don't think that the majority of people right um want that um and i think i think encouraging it can cause a lot of problems right if it just happens and it happens i don't think we should be discouraging um you know i don't think we should be discouraging that promiscuity but i i think also encouraging it to a, a crazy degree is really tough right like all i hear about on both sides of the this by the way like i watch a lot of um i watch like you know, I hear about some of this on this side, but then I also hear a lot of guys being like, Hey, we got to, you know, Hey, I'm a high value male. You know, um, I can't be tied down. You know, I can't be tied down. I'm, uh, you know, I make all this money and I, you know, you know, if I, you know, if you want to sleep with me, then that's fine. Like I'll, I'll take you out to a nice dinner. I'll take you out to this. But afterwards, like I'm not, I'm not, you know, there, there's a lack of commitment nowadays. I think with a lot of people from my generation and younger, right. I'm, I'm a millennial. So, um, and I don't know exactly where that stems from. I, I I think some of it's stemming from good things, but some of it's stemming from, uh, but I think the results have been overall bad, right? Because now we're just getting into this point where we're just feeding these primal desires to just, you know, it's like, oh, why don't we just have sex? Why don't we just, and you don't even think about the person that's you're sleeping with at that point, right? And, you know, it can be, uh, it can be, it can be kind of tough because, you know, in, in general, and I don't know how true this is now, but, um, in general, women uh, produce more oxy oxycotin. Uh, I think is the the chemical. Um, let me see oxy oxy. Um, 
Well, that's not that's not what that's not what the fuck I Oxy uh, uh I think this might be it, but I'm not I, I think I just uh Oh, um oxytocin. Yeah, there you go. It's uh so it what it what at least what Wikipedia says it is. The peptide hormone and nor neuropeptide is nor normally produced in the hypothalamus and released by the whatever the fuck those things that it plays a special role in social bonding, re reproduction, childbirth, and the period after childbirth. Um, and typically, women ha are like drenched in this; like they have a lot of this in their system. So even when you like hug somebody, all that kind of stuff, like women are into this. And it, when you're love making, like that's when. They call it the love drug, and that's the thing about it is women are and they have so much of this that typically when they have sex, they're not they're not like guys where they're wired to go to the next female, right? Um, not saying that's acceptable nowadays, but um, same thing. You just have to you have to look at it biology wise. Um, they're they're not literally they're literally not meant to really go for, to from guy to guy in most cases, and. You know, it, it can it can kind of hurt some some people being used that way. But, you know, if you are out there and you do like to um, be promiscuous, obviously, you know, just be safe out there. You know, obviously um, with being promiscuous, we have STDs. So, you know, just wear protection. You know, I know you know, I, I can't stand people that don't wear protection, you know, to be real with you. But um, that's enough of my rant. Um, as always, guys, you're more than welcome to uh, message or email me at mentalhealthcasual at gmail.com if you guys have anything uh, you want to ask me or if you just want to uh, suggest videos or anything like that. Also, you can check out all things casual in the link in the, to our link tree down in the description box down below. Uh, but as always, guys, don't forget to keep it casual.